Welcome to Ride Home Reactions, the 20-minute show where we react to the movie we just saw. Why 20 minutes? Because that's how long it takes us to drive home. I'm David Els, video production guy for InTheCarMedia.com. And I am Jill Rogatti, theater lady from SoapAndRopeTheater.com. We saw a movie on our first date and liked talking about it together so much that we got married. Was it worth it? You decide! All right, we just watched... Free solo from the comfort of our couch in our living room. And on the count of three, we will give our one to ten rating. One, two, three. Six point five. five. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It's always funny to tie on a on a like half you know what I mean? You know what I have. <laughs> I know. Um <laughs> So we apparently have nothing to talk about because we just agree completely. <laughs> Maybe we'll both change our score to something really different by the end. Uh, so this one, best picture, best documentary. And for, I have a problem with that. Yeah, I do too. Uh, for 2019 Academy Awards. And we had seen two of the other picks, which were Mining the Gap and Hale County this morning this evening. Mm-hmm. And so we figured we'd at least see the winner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I don't really want to start with why I'm a little bit annoyed that it got best documentary. Um, Whatever. Just talk about the film. But I I wish that there was more being said beyond this just documenting a pretty outrageous event. I agree. And I was hoping, you know, I kind of had promises of, well, but it deals with his girlfriend and, <laughs> you know, but, but I found that lacking. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for that sense, I'm a little bit, in, it's, I'm a little bit annoyed that it won um, because it's, of course, that's a fun story to watch or a stressful one, depending on mm-hmm. how you feel about free solo climbing. Um, and people are drawn to you know, kind of like outrageous stories. Um, but for a good documentary to be made, something else needs to be, I don't want to just have someone filming an event. Yeah. This is a pure spectacle. And they right. attempted to infuse it with some moral dilemma about attachment and how that affects achieving the ultimate, but like you said, it's kind of skin deep. It's just kind of dressing on the spectacle of yeah this guy from many, many camera angles doing this incredible feat of skill and strength. And I'm not trying to minimize the experience of his girlfriend at all. Um, I caught myself being a little critical of it, like... He's he's choosing to be a free solo climber. That's his choice. He's choosing to risk his life doing this. It's her choice to date him. Uh-huh. I, you know, so there's a part of me that it's hard for me to feel emotionally behind her when I'm kind of saying, "Well, you're choo- you're choosing to date someone who's and she met him on a doing book tour too. So. Yeah, like, <laughs> like she was like. It's not like she didn't know. A dating website, and he told yeah. her like a month in. Right. By the way, I'm a professional climber. Right. Like I was, I was actually a little bit surprised at how much trouble she was having. Yeah. With it, um, 
I would have had more trouble with it. I'm not trying to suggest that she there's a problem that she's yeah. having trouble with it. I'm just surprised that she, she's committed herself so fully to this relationship. Her choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and and s- still seems to be very not okay with his doing this. I mean, yeah. that's I really sense that from her, that deep down. Well, I, I don't think it's possible to love someone and be okay with them doing this. Right. Yeah. So um, I I feel like uh, she likes the idea of it, but then each time it's going to happen, she's like, no, of course I don't like the idea mm-hmm. of you not being part of my life anymore. And I think it's it's hard. Again, I, I don't want to sound like I'm judging her harshly because it, it's also new. It's a young relationship. It's not right. this f- f- two-year, you know, they were months together while this is being filmed. Yeah. Um, so let's visit them in five years and she might have a very, di- <laughs> you know, she might be much more like the interview with a mom, yeah. which is like, I just can't know. I appreciate that he doesn't tell me when he does right. this, but I would never, how could you tell a human you can't do what makes you feel yeah. the best? And, you know, it's like his mom has come to understand that over years and years and years, as opposed to this newer girlfriend who is very emotionally on on the surface and, and can access her own emotions. Yeah. <laughs> Dating this guy who can barely, you know, mm. barely uh, show anything. Mm. What moved me about this, and I wish the, I wish it was emphasized a little bit more. I was far more emotionally um, <laughs> connected to the film crew yeah. mm-hmm. and their relationship with him. Mm-hmm. That was moving to me, and I think unexpected. Yeah, because I, I guess I assumed going into this that this is just some film crew that just was like, "Hey, we're from National Geographic. We heard you're going to do this. Mind if we mm-hmm. shoot it?" No, these. This is a film crew that's been doing this with him for years. Mm -hmm. And so they've developed this real familial um, relationship with him. And that's what feels the most compelling emotionally in the Mm -hmm. whole storytelling. You know, I kind of want to focus more on them and hearing their experience of it. They did do some, but I think that could have been the more of the focus. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the best part was watching the guy at the base um, who can't look at the LCD mm-hmm. screen to see if the camera's pointing in the right direction because he doesn't want to watch his friend die. <laughs> um, yeah, that's an interesting kind of tension that I'm not used to seeing in documentaries. Yeah. Um, this reminds me of, uh, I don't know if I can state the uh, overarching principle in physics, but um, it's the conundrum that schrodinger's cat um deals with which is uh particles that are nano like nanoparticles existing in multiple places at once um that's a a real thing that exists in our world um but whenever we try and observe it they stay put one physicist theorized that the act of observing changes the events that's one hypothesis. And then the other one is that all things exist in multiple universes. <laughs> Always. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, we're seeing the one that is in our universe. But, in, you know, anyway, the so this, I feel like in some ways, there's the universe 
where he dies <laughs> you know uh-huh. like like all of his like all of his um acquaintances and friends like i think over the course of filming three other free soloists died you know mm-hmm. and around the world and uh you know I, I would not be at all surprised in a week to read an article or a headline that he just sure, died sure <laughs> you know um that he's kind of in this dance between life and death, and that's the only place he knows how to live. So as as a person who, with a very pop-level understanding of um, nanophysics, quantum mechanics, I would have loved to see this kind of go in that direction. (laughs) This American Life does that a lot. They try to, like, incorporate pop science into stories and I, I always eat that up. It <laughs> may have made me give it even less of a score. Uh, I don't know. I think, I think so there's a, a, an incredible <clears throat> uh, BBC documentary on Vimeo called Parallel Lives, Parallel Universes. And then if you type in the word eels, that should probably pull up this documentary. It's an hour long. It's about the front man of the eels and how his father discovered this other theory about how parallel universes might be a thing. And then Star Trek was like, sounds good, we'll make most of our episodes about that. And, you know, that's continued to be a major theme in uh, sci-fi. But anyway, it's just a cool story about this indie rock musician trying to understand on a basic level what his father was discovering. Um, And I think once you watch that, Perhaps you will agree with how this could have been improved with some pop science (laughs) (laughs) treatments to uh, make us wonder about fragility of life, but in a more cosmic sense than just that life is beautiful. I don't know. That's something that I think this movie hinted at and it could have gotten a lot deeper into. I was struck by, and, and this kind of took me out of it, uh, how often they overdubbed to edit out swears. I think they were aiming for PG-13, is my guess, and so they had one allowed F-word per the MPAA's standards. Uh, one non-sexual F-word, that's that's the uh, <laughs> standard. And uh, so they, like they did that right at the beginning, and then every, every other F-word <laughs> subsequently was changed into a different word, like screwed like or messed. Fooey. Yeah. Um, and so that really took me out of it because I'm like, okay, so these people went into a studio and watched this footage as they tried to lip sync to what they were, or voice sync to what they were saying, like like the way an actor, an actor would. So while, while there's always going to be artifice in documentary, the uh, how much this was apparent kind of took mm-hmm. me out of the the nonfiction nature of it. Mm-hmm. What's more harmful, showing your thirteen year old <laughs> that they too could free solo on in the most dangerous way possible, or letting them hear a couple f words? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, moms and dads. <laughs> yeah, moms and dads, stop letting your kids climb without top ropes <laughs> um it, the sorry i keep going back to the crew because that's mm-hmm. the most interesting part to me but there's something about that that made me think also of like um skating 
documentaries and skate crews and how there's very often like the camera guy yeah who maybe isn't doing the like crazy tricks mm. but but likes skating and this it's like a whole a whole crew of camera people who also clearly were our climbers you know yeah. they at what point did they switch from i just want to be an excellent climber to I'm going to incorporate my skills as the camera person into mm. and and combine it with the fact that I'm really skilled at camera and climbing and put the two together and and make a career out of that. Um and their career is to is to bond as a team kind of with mm. this one that's going to excel. Um but they have to be good, you know, so there's right. something to that that I find really interesting as well that all these camera people around them have to be very, very skilled at climbing as well, just to get the footage. Right. <laughs> well, let's let's reevaluate. Yeah, it's. I'm giving it a six point five, but I don't feel very passionately about it. Because I, I guess part of me feels like it. It's not that it was void of of other themes, and you know, they they made an effort to to find those themes and, and portray them. I just, maybe I would feel differently if I hadn't just watched the Oscars and was comparing this one to other sure. documentaries. Maybe I wouldn't be quite so critical of this, but I feel like I expect a little bit more out of. I also wonder if the theatrical experience, which we usually <laughs> are participated in since we watched this one from our couch on a smaller screen. Sure. I wonder if that affected it as well. But I also think I'm someone who I'm I'm very um I'm not moved by these types of stories. They mm. don't move me in and of themselves. Like uh I know there was somebody who came to our school in middle school to talk to us about climbing Mount Everest. Um and I think I found like how they how they survived in tents and oxygen tanks and all the nitty-gritty of it very interesting, but the like the m- man achieving you know these ultimate things that we never thought men could do you know this um risking their entire lives for perfection like he's talking about that doesn't appeal to me (laughs) so much so i think because of that some people are gonna watch this and be really into that and therefore are gonna really enjoy this much more and so i'm acknowledging that as well that it's just not you know just like i can watch a musical and say please let the music numbers be done yeah (laughs) i i'm entering into this saying this is not a a pastime that i enjoy right um watching so what would you do to your score i think (laughs) keep it I certainly wouldn't go higher. If anything, it would go lower for uh-huh. me. But I still think it was filmed well. I feel like I learned a lot about free soloing, which was interesting, and mountain climbing in general. Mm-hmm. I found that interesting. Um, so, Yeah, I'm going to go down to a six. I, I still am on the positive side because I think uh, it was structured very effectively. You know, you, you know that the climax is going to be him getting around the boulder problem. With the karate kick move, um, it teaches you, <laughs> teaches you just enough about climbing that you feel like you can throw around a few vocab words, like karate kick, like karate kick, uh, and uh, I think that's fun. But that doesn't get doesn't bog you down too much, and 
you know, acting like you can't appreciate this until you're an expert in climbing. So that that's a difficult feat for especially the editor of a documentary to to find that balance. Um, but on the other hand, I was frustrated by what I felt to be like just trying to stick cliches from sports movies or like war movies, even like Hurt Locker type ideas. Yeah. Uh, and so I just tried to stick them all together. And because it's real, you won't notice that they're cliches. Like I, I, yeah. I get a little... A little annoyed that uh, documentary filmmakers who lower their standards because it's real life instead of trying to challenge the medium like like uh, narrative filmmakers try to do more often. The last song didn't help. <laughs> the the like closing credits sounded like a cheesy Christian worship rock song. song. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad that we are inside and not driving back in a snowstorm right now as i think it's starting to sorry that we're breaking from the format everyone yeah this has been like three episodes not too far apart that have all been from very cozy non-car like (laughs) environments you can blame my pregnant self stay tuned for uh this june us not going to the theater as often (laughs) not knowing what will become of this podcast (laughs) yeah All right. Well, goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Stay safe out there.